there's an old saying after the gathering the scattering and I suppose the, the tradition would have been we gathered stuff all our lives and then our kids come along and throw it all out but people are starting to take control of their own scattering now kind of downsizing as they go you'll have heard of terms like Swedish death cleaning which is actually a more benign thing than it sounds like uh, now this is kind of quite an emotional subject for people I think I'm joined now by uh, writer Anne Ingle who's really been practising Swedish death cleaning for, for years. And also decluttering expert Vera Kyohan is on the line. And Vera helps people with uh, letting go of their stuff, which is quite, is quite a profound process. Good, mor- good afternoon, everyone. Hello. Hi, how are you doing, Brendan? Um, Vera, just to set, us up for, set this up for us, do we come to a stage in life where we should stop accumulating and start the, scatter- the scattering? Is that like a healthy way of kind of owning the cycle of life? It is, but to realise it is the most important thing. I break life down into the um, seasons, spring, summer, autumn, winter. So in the spring is like 1 to 25. The summer is 25 to 45. Our autumn is 45 to 65. Ah, Vera, I'm not in the autumn of my years. Yeah, I know. (laughs) It's the reality. And the winter is I'm a spring chicken. There's still a lot of fun to be had. Okay. The the winter is 65 and beyond. And really, in the autumn of our lives is when we need to take stock of what we own. Because in autumn in general, even in the USA, autumn is called the fall. All the leaves fall off the trees. It's making room for new beginnings. Uh, clearing the decks. So I believe that, yeah, in the Time autumn years shedding. of our lives, while we still can, while yeah. we have the energy and we have the wherewithal. Do, do you come across in your business, I presume you still come across older people with houses full of stuff, their kids' record collections and all kinds of stuff still there, yeah? I do. I come across that quite frequently, but in a lot of cases, that doesn't bother those people. They're quite happy to live on with it. Um, so if it doesn't bother them, I don't let it bother me either. But my eyes were wide opened when I was working as a nurse in the community in inner city Cork. Yeah. And I saw lots of elderly people living in homes that they had reared their families in that were now completely unsuitable for an elderly person because the lawns needed to be maintained. There was too much space around. There was no bathroom downstairs. And yes, there was a lot of clutter belonged to their children still in that home. Yeah. So if all those decisions had been made earlier in their lives, maybe they could have had a really nice retirement and beyond. Yeah, you see, there's a, there is a broader issue there, which we must talk about sometime, which is like how we create the architecture and infrastructure for people to kind of change their living situations as they go on in life. But anyway, um, Anne, you've been gradually whittling down your stuff. We've touched on this before. Is it a purely practical thing or is it kind of for emotional well-being as well as a philosophical stance with you? Well, the thing is, I, I feel free. You know, I have given away. I've moved. It's been easier for me, Brendan, because I've moved four times since I left the family home. So every time I've left home, I've uh, discarded different things that are not important. And I think we have too many things. Uh, everybody has things that they don't really need and they don't use. And I have been lucky enough to live in the one room. Uh, I live in a house, of course, it's not just one room, but I, I, I live with my youngest daughter, Katie, and her family. And uh, so everything I own is in one room. And that's a really freeing thing to is feel, it? Yeah. you know. Yeah. And I know that my, the rest of my children, my eight children, are delighted to know that they do not have to come and sort out a whole load of stuff when I'm gone because it's all sorted and taken care of. So can, can I ask you, so practical terms... What, what do you do with the stuff? I presume the first shedding was of stuff like 
furniture and all that kind of thing? Is it just all off to the charity shop without, Absolutely. don't give it another thought? No? Yes, and and uh, like you give it away. Uh, people don't really want it. Uh, it's not easy to give away that kind of stuff. But, uh, you know, I sold some. I did have one good three-piece suite that I'd bought um, that was leather. I sold that um, to one of my children. But apparently, <laughs> <laughs> what you laughing at? Um, but um, I, you wanted to make them work for you. You wouldn't have just handed it over. No, no, no. Because no, the others would have got annoyed then and started yeah, like, or, or, that's eating into my inheritance there. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, okay. No, you have to be careful with it. Did you get a good price? I did. I was okay. delighted. Yeah, but um, so th- there's a real f- sense of freedom with that. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I, I, I have not a pro- got, haven't got a problem with death, but I have even less of a problem because I know that everything's taken care of, you know, in so much as they don't even have to worry about my body. I've given my body to the Royal College of Surgeons. Oh, have Surgeons you? Yeah. Oh, I have, yes. And um, That's an interesting one now. So there, there won't be a funeral as such. They won't have a body for a funeral. Will they, they have you have a plan a, for a service? They won't have a body. Maybe we might get an empty casket or something, but they definitely will have a celebration. I've got that all written down, all the songs I want sung and everything oh, do like you? that. Oh, I do. Go on. So you see, would, would, it be, would it be jinxing it to tell us a little few uh, of the <laughs> details? <laughs> jinxing it? Well, you see, as you might, I have an English background, as you can hear probably still from my voice. But uh, one of the songs I used to sing is All I Want Is A Room Somewhere. So uh, would that be oh, one of them? Nice. And then more All up to date. All I want is a room somewhere. somewhere. <laughs> I can come along and do it in a mockney accent for you if you like. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. You did it great. <laughs> um, so that one is well. And then more recently, like, Remember Me from the Coco film. You know that. Just, remember me. Exactly. I can, yeah, I can, I can do them all. Great. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Camilo Sullivan, she has a lovely one uh, too. And, and then uh, Neil Hallen and Mother... Mother Mine is another lovely one that he sings. So right, I'm, thank God and you I, don't I, know that. I noticed one. you're giving them the shoulder on the radio <laughs> now, hoping they'll be in touch, saying, "Listen, I, I come, come me in. Do well, you have a date?" Actually, I met Camilo Sullivan in the theatre about a few years ago, and I said to her, "Would you stay at my did. funeral?" Yeah. yeah. What she yes, said. She said, of course she would. Yes. If she was smart now, she would have said, look, get back to me closer to the time with the date <laughs> and I'll, I'll see if I can fit it in. I can't commit that far ahead. Uh, <laughs> and um, is it hard to let go then? OK, furniture is one thing. Mm-hmm. The more sentimental yes. items. Yes, that, that would be. But you see, um, you know, you have ornaments and things that people give you and that you've collected over the years. I put them all on one shelf, contrary to everything that anyone should do. Usually they're scattered on different places but I have them all on one shelf in the bookcase and so I can see them all together and they have all sentimental uh, messages for me but they don't take up any space because they're all clustered together okay. talking to mother the little bird is talking to the girl in the swim so you know what I mean you've whittled it down I whittled that down yeah. and the other thing but is that is that is kind of a life there isn't it yes. you're looking at those things and that's yes that's, it, yeah I, I'm not there. like I'm not completely saying oh, I'm not a middle, minimalist that's hard yeah. to say isn't it? I'm not one of those I I have what I have that I love and I have in fact a pair of pajamas which I don't wear now because they don't fit me anymore for 22 years because my son-in-law Paul gave them to me and it was such an unexpected gift. Your son-in-law gave you a pair of pajamas. I know it's crazy. I'm not sure if that's 
like, too intimate or, 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 or just odd? Or, and, and you, but you liked them. You took to them, did you? I certainly did. I had been admiring them in this shop, and they were very expensive ones. They were Liberty print pyjamas. And I had been minding his child, and he was so grateful for that that he went and bought these. Uh, hang on, you told him to buy you the pyjamas, essentially. Brendan, I did but what, not. You were just walking past the window one day, and you said, aren't they lovely? <laughs> true but he, you wouldn't dream that he'd ever think of buying them because he's not that kind of guy he's a dentist you know very serious but you know he bought me that so i have them in my drawer and i would okay. never part do with they those. mean a lot to you they, they do they do because of the principle of the thing that he actually went and did that as a man to to buy me a pair of pajamas yes so there's little silly things like that that i would have and are you and giving stuff away as well yes I, I often think, is it nicer to give stuff to people while you're still alive and to maybe explain yes. it to them what you're giving them and all that yeah well i did that with books remember i told you before brendan i gave a lot of books away at you Christmas. Gave me a book. I did indeed. I, I met a very nice man through that book. Actually, can I tell you that story just briefly? The man who, I gave you that particular book, and a man got in touch with me. He wrote the letter via my daughter and said, "I read that book years ago, and I haven't been able to get it since. Could you lend me a copy of that book?" And I bought the book again, so. I lent it to him, and he was delighted with that. So that was strange, wasn't it? That he'd heard yeah. me talking to you. I your feel bad now because I actually haven't. You probably I, haven't I, read I, the bloody I book. I, I could have given yeah. him my copy. You could have done indeed. Yeah. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Vera, is it nicer to to give things away while you're alive? Um, it's called giving things with a warm hand. And right. by that, yeah. it, it even sounds as nicer. The, as against a cold, dead hand. <laughs> Absolutely. <Yeah. laughs> um, it is. Uh, I think personally it is very nice because you have more control over who you're giving it to and you have the joy of giving it and you can see the person having the joy of receiving it, whatever it is. Um, my own late mother, she had 27 grandchildren and um, out of the 27, the final grandchild was second name called after her. And when she was born, she's like, I'm going to give her my engagement ring. She had six daughters now, mind you. Yeah. But she decided this little one was going to get the engagement ring. And she had the joy of giving it to her while she was alive. And the child still has the memory of it. Yeah, you see that. So, lovely, isn't um, it? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it stops arguing and quarrels and silly stuff that people fall out over afterwards because... You know, it's amazing, actually, what families fall out over when what's left behind. People decide who wants what. OK, I want the stories there, but maybe not for air. <laughs> Vera, do people find it hard to to do it? Like Anne talks about, like it's a very poignant image of her, her whole life in a way there on that shelf. But is it hard for people when they're alive themselves and so, to go back over, not the detritus of a life, but like the, the little things that, you know, that sum up a life in a way. It's kind of overwhelming to go over that and start handing it away or... It can be, but really, you, you, you keep what you love. Yeah. Like, let no one take from you what you love and what brings you joy, whatever it is. Like my pyjamas. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Actually, you're an inspiration. I, I love how you live and keeping all your little trinkets together on the one shelf because you love them. They mean something to you. But you can control that yourself, you know, if you're aware, if you have the ability to make these decisions while you're still well enough. But for a lot of people, these decisions are taken out of their hands. They're suddenly moved to a nursing home. They're suddenly getting ill. And um, this, this clearing is done without any sometimes, you know, permission from the person's home or belongs who it belongs to or someone after they died, have died. You know, a skip is put in the driveway and things are just landed into it without a whole lot of thought given to anything. And that is heartbreaking. 
Yeah. Would you agree with Anne that she said she, she found it frees her up? Is it, do people find it liberating in your experience to divest of stuff? They absolutely do. They do find it liberating. Parts of it can be um, traumatic. Parts of it can be really sad. But then parts of it can be so happy as well. Uh, It's a fact of life. None of us are getting out of here alive. And all these conversations have to happen. And it's like they cleared the decks uh, with finances, paperwork, possessions. And they just get a great sense of peace and calm. Yeah, I, I remember reading about the, the, the death journey is apparently uh, they're common things everyone goes through. But one of those things is they like they do like to set have set things in order and feel that everything is is organized. Apparently, it gives people great peace in death. Mm. So there there's a way of getting to that part of it early. Mm. So Vera, in practical terms. If someone was to decide to approach this process, this, call it the Swedish death cleaning or whatever, I presume, do you start with the least meaningful stuff and go at that like just, you know? Um, first of all, you can start at any stage of life to reduce your possessions because I, I work as a professional organiser with people at every stage. People having new babies, people preparing for loss, be it a divorce or a separation or death, whatever the case may be. So there's all different methods that we use. But basically, I break it down into categories. If I'm working with an elderly person, they're not going to have the same energy as a person younger. So I'll use shorter time frames and I'll go through categories like we're just doing books for the moment. Then we might move on and we might do shoes, you know, just break it down into bite sized pieces and do it like that. And OK, so it's not not kind of overwhelming. Um, you're, you're a fan, Vera, of um, Burn the Letters, are you? I think that's a great Irish thing, like the burning <laughs> of the letters, isn't it? Um, well, it depends on yeah. the letters. Now, I, I did work with a lady whose husband had written her all of these love letters and he had since passed. Uh, she was only in her 60s, but she was doing a bit of a clear out. And she just said, look, I don't really want my family to read these letters after I'm gone. So she said, I'm going to go through them all once more and then I'm going to actually burn them. And she made that decision. And you have to respect if that's what she wanted. I'm sure her family would have loved to get their hands on the letters. Yeah. <laughs> but she decided, no, that they were personal to her. And have, have you yeah. burned the letters, Anne? No, no, I wouldn't mm. do that. No. no, no, I didn't have that many love letters, so I'm hanging on to them. Really? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a reminder. Yeah. Vera, yeah. you're, you're also, I won't say you're in the autumn of things, but you, you are in your own life gradually um, kind of downsizing your stuff imprint are you? I am. I am living that lifestyle currently. I'm in my mid-50s. I've reared my five children. Uh, We have moved from the family home once and we're moving again to a much smaller um, property. We're in the process now of fixing it up soon and uh, it's hopefully where we'll be able to grow old together with a lot less to mind and a lot less to do only enjoy life. Yeah. Okay. And liberating? Absolutely liberating isn't the word. It's it's thrilling. Yeah. Text here. Uh, people find the clearing of the house. I mean, remember Michael Harding got a whole book, I think, out of, out of clearing out his mother's <laughs> house and, and remembering their relationship. Now, she was a, a tricky, complicated woman, I think. My sister started filling black bags with my mother's clothes a few days after she died. This texter says, I never forgot it. Um, Someone else says, I've been clearing out my parents' house and honestly, it's easier to move house than to clear one. Emotionally, very hard. Most of the things in the house have gone to charity shops with very little going to the bins. Even the duvets and blankets have gone to animal shelters. I suppose it does help if you think they're going to a a good home or that kind of thing. Um, 
And it, it is about that next generation as well, isn't it? Like not leaving a, yes, a, a difficult of, emotional mm-hmm, mess for mm-hmm. them to, to for them to have to again shut down your life really after they've kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And I have worked with people as well who have been left with that. And all of a sudden they have that uh, have to deal with all of the possessions that their parents owned. Yeah. And um the decisions are made fairly quickly and one lady in particular just moved everything to her house and she lived with it for two years before she called me and she's like, I can't deal with this anymore. But because it was so sudden, she wasn't ready to make those decisions. So it was really, really difficult, this young person with three small children trying to deal with all of this going on as well. So nobody wants to leave that behind. So, but, but look, Vera, we are getting texts from people who are going through this process or who've gone through that process on behalf of parents and loved ones and clearly found it very upsetting. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give to people who have to do that sad job? Um, First of all, you know, have the conversation maybe with your parents if they're still alive and well. Um, Have that uncomfortable conversation and just say, look, lads, what's going to happen this after you're gone? Is there anything we can do to help you, you know, lead a life that's going to be a little less stressful for you and just help you to just enjoy the home that you're living in currently? Um, Have the conversation because a lot of people are nervous of bringing up, you know, where do you want to be buried? What about the funeral? But these are all topics that need to be discussed openly with our parents and family and whoever else is up for discussing them. Yeah, and you know what? They, if, if it's older people, that older generation are tough outlook. They won't bat an eyelid at that <laughs> conversation. Like they're not as pussy as we are about these things at all. Someone yeah. asking, Vera, what about photos? What do you do with photos? Mm. Photos is a big category, but it's a sentimental category. So that's normally left till the very last. And for a lot of photographs, sometimes they really mean something to us. If something means something to you, frame it and put it somewhere, display it so that you can see it and enjoy it. Yeah, I have lots of photographs on the wall that I Mm -hmm. have kept, uh, you know, a big whole gallery of them. They don't take up much space. Yeah. And the other thing, Vera, is... It, I find I, when I get something, I give something away. Like if I get a new dress, I have one daughter who goes to Brown Thompson's in the sale and buys me a dress. I always get rid of one. Yes. So you don't okay. accumulate that. You're kind of carbon neutral or something, you would call it. You're offsetting the... Exactly. The cr- yeah, you're so right. Anne. It's, it's an ongoing process. Yeah. And Vera, the other thing with, with uh, having things that you don't need, I don't know why I'm looking up at that screen. She's not there, is she? No. Uh, no. <laughs> I'm trying to see you. Um, sorry, Brennan. Um, Someday you will see Vera. <laughs> She come, when she comes, like the Grim Reaper, to, to clear out the rest of the room. No, Mary Poppins. <laughs> okay. No, I was Mary just about Poppins. to say, the other thing is, I ask my children not to give me things, but to give me um, trips to the theatre or Absolutely. car rides and lunches. But I don't mind earrings because they don't take up much space. Good so idea. are you you're still accumulating earrings? Are oh, you? I am. Do you like those? I got those. I, I can't, can't see, see them. You've got your headphones on there. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I still accumulate earrings because I like them. They don't take up much space. Yeah. But I do believe that giving away, like if you get something new, give something out. So that's why I've maintained this, you know, room without all the clutter. And it is a very freeing experience to know that you, you can just walk away from it. And it's, it's, a, it's not going to take anybody. I suppose it might take my children two hours just to sort out and argue yeah. over the bits that are left. This is, it's just striking me. You're mm. talking about there, your children taking two hours after you die. Is this all a bit morbid? Is it a bit morbid thinking about this stuff, Andy? Oh, no, it isn't morbid. Do you know what it is? Once you start to think about death, you can put it to one side and start living because you just live every day and get every bit of joy you can out of the day. You know death is coming, but that's... You've, you've sorted that on your head. Like, coming here today is, is a joy for me. 
and I because you know you're going to die. No, because I'm going <laughs> no, to see you, like, Brendan. Yeah, but the, but the, but that fundamentally, because we if we accept you're going to die, yes, then you can actually enjoy your you life. You can enjoy your so life. It's just, it's a wonderful yeah. thing. That's the, the way I to, to get as much as you can out of every day. Because mm-hmm. that's there. We know it's there. It's inevitable, as you said, Vera. Yeah. You're all going to have to face it. Listen, there's, there's text flying mm-hmm. in here. My sister cleared and dumped all my mother's clothes and furniture within days of her death. Mm-hmm. Five years later, she regretted it and told me she wanted them. She was lucky I'd actually kept them. Uh, Vera, I presume yeah. this is a oh, common thing yeah. as well, that between siblings, how to handle it, and then that somebody goes at something with gusto. And then goes, oh, my God, what did I do? Well, five days is way too soon to be clearing after anybody dies, really. You know, you need to give yourself time. You need to sit in the grief for a little bit. And uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Yeah, there have been a lot of family fighting over possessions and different things that parents have left. And it's the funniest thing. When my own mother died, there was 11 of us there. My own mother died. She didn't leave a lot of anything valuable after her. But one of my brothers, he came into the house and we had a few trinkets left out on the thing. And, you know, he said, I, I want the potato peeler. I like the potato peeler. <laughs> and he's like, well, yeah, my memory of mom is yeah. standing at the sink, just endlessly peeling potatoes. Oh, my God almighty. <laughs> thank God. We're t- people say, thank God we're changing the Constitution. I know. This is it. Yeah. Now okay. he has that I, framed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, there be people thinking, I'd like to keep the washing machine. Yeah. <laughs> Remember my that mother. was his memory of mom. So okay. he has that framed in his own kitchen now. And that's actually all he wanted. He's like, that's what I want. And the yeah. rest of us just took little bits and pieces, mementos, maybe a scarf or a small thing. Mm. It, it was, yeah. Yeah. A texter here says, when my dad passed away, I kept most of his carpentry tools. Now every time I use them, I say, thank you, dad. That's, that's from Pat. Yeah. 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 I have my father's dressing gown. Anne, yeah. and I and I, I put it on now and again and actually it does kind of um, like a hug it does him. kind of do something yeah yeah, yeah that's a, this is a very sad one here similar after divorce I have things that were intended for a whole other life and now inspire mostly uh, sadness and regret question for you here now where is it oh yeah Actually, I, I'll go to Anne on this first. Vera, we'll get the expert view first, but I want to get Anne's... Um, uh, I'm not an expert, wise, obviously. The wise old witch view. Can you ask the ladies what to do? I have a box of love letters between my parents from the 1940s, which I could never bring myself to read. Should I burn them? Oh, no, I think, you, you know, sociologically, that would be a good thing. Maybe she could get someone to uh, read through them and make a little book about them or something like that. Somebody outside of the home. I don't think she should burn them. I think that's very important. Yeah, you see, a writer is thinking, burn material? Are you (laughs) mad? (laughs) You get a book out of that woman, for God's sake, tax-free. The first 50 grand is tax-free. Vera, should she burn them? No, absolutely not. I think that's a great suggestion. I think she should read them. Like She wasn't asked to burn them. And I have seen families whereby they kept all their mother's recipes and culminated a book and gave a copy to each family member. So I think something like that would be great to do with those letters because um, it's just a memory of the past. Yeah. 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 I, suppose I, it depends I have on a their question letters. for Vera. Um, what about all the stuff on the computer, Vera? Have you come across that number? Because I have a, a, you know, a laptop and I've got, well, things going back years and years. And I'm worried a bit about that. Should I be deleting things or... You know, yeah. what's going to happen to all that when I go? Well, digital clutter is a whole other entity. Oh, it's got a name. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
It has. And, and it's everything down to our photographs and our emails. And yes, every time we have a few minutes either sitting in a queue or standing in line for something, it's no harm to just delete a few emails, get rid mm-hmm. of a few photographs mm-hmm. and try not to buy more storage for our computers and phones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so digital decluttering is a whole thing. There's another whole lady involved in all of that and she deals with clearing your uh, computers and phones for you, giving you space. And nobody will be seeing my digital legacy. Okay, (laughs) Uh, just just a couple of final texts. Two years on, I now feel ready to start dealing with my late father's possessions. It takes time. Don't rush it. And this person says, as someone in the autumn years, may I say it's the most beautiful season. And absolutely, I would agree with you on that. I just want one more text. Oh, yeah, there's one here. I had a pair of my parents' pajamas made into two teddy bears, this texter says. Isn't that that Uh, But look, not on this point at all, but on a point that did come up there. Siobhan says, why don't we have housing designed for the over 65s that is pleasant, affordable and within their community? And Siobhan, there is the the bigger question on all of this. Also, but why don't people take their elderly parents into their homes more as I am living in wonderful very happy life with yeah. my family which everyone did in the olden days Absolutely, yeah. lived with us I'm so blessed I'm so and, grateful and, and, and it was great to have her there like, yeah, yeah there was yeah. always a nana sitting by the fire yeah. holding a baby or something yeah. doing the knitting yeah. doing the knitting yeah. it is yeah. lovely yeah Okay, listen, we solved it all there anyway, but maybe more <laughs> questions than, than answers Vera Kyohan decluttering expert and Anne Ingle Life expert, really. Life and death expert, really. Thank you. Thank you both very much. We'll take a break.